As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for tuning in to Warren Martin Ministries. I'm so excited that you tuned in today. I want you to know that this is a power-packed broadcast where the Lord is going to release His miracles, His signs, His wonders, and the revelation of His Word. So I want you to fasten your seatbelts, and we'll see you on the other side. We'll be right back. I'm married. I'm separated. I'm engaged. I'm a widow. I'm single. I'm divorced. I'm looking. Miracle Temple of Christ for people like you. Church isn't for perfect people. It's for those who know what it's like to fall and get back up again. People who realize that there's no such thing as a perfect person. I'm Pastor Warren of Miracle Temple of Christ, and we're here for people like you. Amen. Very quickly, amen. Turn with me, amen, to the book of Luke chapter Uh, 10 verse 19 amen 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 I um, asked the Lord whether or not we can continue in the series that we started last week um, fear the enemy of progress amen and how many of you have been so far from uh, from that message amen and we're going to continue in that series Amen. With a part two, if you will. Amen. And it was just so, so edifying. Amen. Because we know that that's one of the tactics of the enemy. Amen. That is one of the tactics. One of, in fact, one of the main tactics that the enemy use against us. Amen. So we thank God. Amen. For also our brother Ed and his wife. Amen. Sister Deneen. Amen. Traveling all the way from uh, Georgia to be with us today. We love them so very much. God bless you, and we thank God for the praise and worship ministry, men and women of God, and all of our visitors here. Amen. We are growing, and God has blessed, amen, us, and we are very excited to be a part of it. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Amen. The Word of God says, Behold, I give unto you power to what? Read. To tread on serpents and scorpions and what? And over some power, and over a little bit of power, and over all power of the enemy. Read. And nothing shall by any means be able to hurt you. I want you to take a moment and read that scripture to your neighbor. Amen. Amen. 
If you received what they read to you, give God praise. No, someone give God praise. Amen. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all power over the enemy and nothing. Point to your neighbor and say nothing. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Tell them, if neighbor, if you praise God right now, the nothing, amen to one, will not cause you any pain anymore. I want you to tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you've been afraid of the nothing. You've been fearful of the nothing. You've been upset about the nothing. But the nothing can't hurt you. Wave your hands and shout hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Give your neighbor a high five. Let them know once again it's on. Hallelujah. I'm very excited about this passage of scripture. Amen. And that's not even where we're going to stay, but that's just a prelude. Amen. Of what foundation that we need to lay today. Amen. Jesus Christ let his disciples know, amen, that nothing shall be able to hurt them. But at first he let them know, I give you power. In other words, to move forward. And anything in your path where you step, you have permission to walk over. He said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents. That means to walk on them. And in order to walk on something, you have to move forward. I've given you power to tread on serpents, those trials and scorpions, tribulations. I've given you power to walk and move forward and advance against trials and tribulations. Listen, and over all power of the enemy. In other words, Jesus Christ was saying, I give you permission to move forward. <laughs> Amen, someone. I want you to throw your hands up in the air unto the Lord and think about everything that has halted you or slowed you down and give your spirit release and permission to move forward. Every imagination in your heart, every fearful thought that has caused you to cry, everything that made you upset, give yourself permission to move past it. Depression, fear, oppression, give yourself permission to move forward hallelujah fear is the enemy of progress amen someone amen someone hallelujah so we look at this amen and let's move now to uh let's yeah let's, let's do it why not let's go to numbers chapter 14 verse 24 numbers chapter 14 verse 24 numbers chapter 14 verse 24 amen and I want, to meet, I want you to meet me there, and I want you to begin to uh, uh, read that out loud, please. Amen. What does that say? Mm-hmm. What did he have in him? He had another spirit within him. Listen. But my servant Caleb, or Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring unto the land whereunto he went, and his seed will possess it. So now his children will be blessed by the decisions he made. But listen to this. This is extremely important here. Amen. 
Caleb in verse, four, uh, verse 24 of Numbers chapter 14, he along with the other men of God were sent to spy out the land of Cana. Amen. And what they saw was a people that they can overtake. They went back to the people of God to tell the people in verse 30. Go back to Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. Amen. To give a report of what they saw. And the Bible says Caleb stood still the people before Moses because some of the people that were with Caleb gave the people a bad report because of fear. They were saying we cannot overtake this land because there are giants in their land and we are grasshoppers in their eyes. But Caleb stood up in the midst of the fear of the people and stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at when? At once. I want you to tell your neighbor, go up at once. Amen, someone. Every moment you delay because of fear halts your destiny from coming to fruition. Go up at once. If you have a business idea, go up at once. Amen. Tell your neighbor, stop waiting. And he said, let us go up in once, at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, amen someone, go back now to go forward to Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. Listen to the reward that Caleb had. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit in him, because he did not have the spirit of fear, he had another spirit in him. Amen someone. He had another spirit in him. Watch this, this is amazing. Because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully. Him will I bring unto the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. We have to be honest with ourselves. Our children deal with life concerning decisions we made as parents. It's quiet. It's quiet now. Amen. So we have to make sure that we as adults, as parents, as grandparents, amen, that we don't placate our children or spoil them. To be spoiled is not a compliment. That means being rotten. Amen, you're no more good. Amen, someone. That is not a compliment to say someone is spoiled. That means in a certain area in their life, they're rotten and they must be fixed. So we as parents, adults, supervisors, grandparents must make choices so our children can inherit the blessings of the choices that we made today. Amen. So it takes us sometimes to make good choices to have a different spirit in us. Sometimes to make a, be a better choice, we got to have a spirit of peace instead of a spirit of rage. Amen. Touch yourself and say, Lord. Please give me the right spirit. Amen, someone. When after David, amen, after David went into Bathsheba, committed adultery, and killed her husband, had her husband killed. When he gave a psalm, it's called a psalm of penitence. He prayed unto the Lord, Lord created me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. Many of us have been tainted. Because we've gone through so much that now we've taken on the spirit of the issue. The spirit of the trial. The spirit of the anger. The spirit of the wrath. And now we are unable to make good decisions or choices. Caleb made a good choice because he had the right spirit in him. Lord, give me the right spirit. 
Because Caleb had a right spirit or another spirit within him and he followed me fully. Him will I bring to the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Amen. So now him and his children are blessed. One of the things that the devil does is the devil will wear you down. He will wear down your good choices. Can I talk to someone for a few minutes? You, you just came here. You're not ready to rush out, are you? The enemy will wear down your good choices. He will wear down your ability to make sustainable good choices. Because oftentimes when you make a good choice, it's in a compromising environment. And Satan knows that whenever you make a good choice, you are in a situation that's contrary. And when you constantly make good choices and you don't see change, the devil will begin to try to use that against you. What are you making these sacrifices for? Nothing is getting better. Why are you being nice? Why are you being sweet? Why are you showing love? He's still disrespecting you. Why are you showing love? She's still disrespecting you. Why are you working this dead-end job? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Because the enemy wants to wear down your good choices. Why do you serve God the way you do? Why are you praying like you do? Why are you fasting like you do? Why are you evangelizing? You look silly. Why are you doing this? The devil wants to wear down your ability to make good choices. Amen. But write this down. I am strong and will continue to make good choices. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen, someone. So we look at this, and this is amazing. This is amazing to me. Turn with me very quickly to the book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10 and 11. And this is where we're going to take our, our uh, message from today. This is so amazing to me. Amen. In verse 10 of Joshua, chapter 14, the Bible says, And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spoke his word unto Moses, understand that Joshua was with Caleb to go spy out the land. That took place, listen to what I'm saying, 45 years ago. He was a young man at the time. You follow what I'm saying? He had strength to overtake and to overcome. He was younger. He had more exuberance. He had more strength. He had more vision to do it. And the Bible says these 45, 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses, when the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. And now this day, I'm 85 years old. I'm 85 years old. Go to verse 11. Look what happened. Listen what Joshua said. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. If, if we close this message right now, we've said enough. What the devil has tried to do against the people of God is to wear you down and wear you out. But how many of you know the devil is a liar? I've come to preach to someone today to let them know that their strength is stronger than the trial. Amen, someone. That though the devil show you his hand, you still have enough strength to overcome. 
this man, this old man, 85 years old, he said, I'm just as strong now as I was then. I go to war now at 85 and I'll go in or go out. Whatever I need to do, I'll do it. Because in other words, the devil could not wear me down because I still have boldness. To overcome fear, you must have boldness. He's saying I, I was as, as bold as I was when I was 45. 40 years later, I'm still as bold. In other words, when he said, I, 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 even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in, he said, I'm down for whatever. Whatever I got to do. And the older we get in God, the more we weaken. <laughs> it's quiet. The Lord was dealing with me concerning this message. And, 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 and I know that I was running behind. And I know that today I had to make sure that I got the crux of all what he was telling me and dealing with me today. Because he was saying, Warren, you are not as strong as you used to be in ministry. I said, oh, Lord, here comes the Lord rebuking me again. And I said, you know, to myself, what do you mean? And then the Lord said, ask me the question. I said, Lord, well, what do you mean? He said, the things that affect you now did not affect you when you were younger in Christ. Mm -hmm. Can I be transparent? Amen, someone. The older we get in God, the more easier it is to become complacent. Because now we got a couple scriptures under our belt. We have some tenure in ministry. We have some charisma, some choreo. Amen. We're able to influence people. Amen. So on. Now we forget to do the basic things that kept us when we were younger in ministry. And the Lord, he told me, he said, pray and ask me to give it back to you. Mm, Uh-oh. It's quiet now. Many of us. Amen. You don't divorce over the issue. You divorce because you're tired. You don't divorce over the issue that just happened. You divorce because you're tired. You're tired of dealing with it. You've been worn down. You've been worn out. You don't backslide because you hate God. You backslide because you're tired of going through for God. It's quiet. Because the moment you receive the word, the Bible says that the devil comes and tests you as a result of the word. And if the word does not have any root in you, it's snatched. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's the kingdom of God. Where the word of God does not have root in you, it's snatched. And then your foundation is snatched. And now you're weary because you become tired of treading. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Amen, someone. A good swimmer, they don't drown because a wave hit them. They drown because they get tired from treading water. Their muscles get tired from treading, for staying afloat. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I need to talk to somebody that's tired of treading water. You're tired of staying afloat. You're tired of saying the right thing day in and day out. You're tired of doing the right thing only to see more disrespect, more anger, more rage, and more trials. But the devil is a liar. Your strength is coming back. He said, I love this, in verse 11, he said something that's so amazing. As yet I am strong this day. 
And that's what the Lord was reminding me of. Are you as strong as you were yesterday, today? And we like to think that we are. Because it makes it sound for a good testimony. It makes it sound good in front of everyone. That we're strong. And we're able to do this. And we're able to do that. But the Bible declares, and I want to show you something. We're going to hold our place there, but go with me here to this other scripture. This is powerful here. Turn with me very quickly to the book of Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, and we notice before we approach verse 15, we'll notice this. Amen. That Moses, in the face of the people, he said, <laughs> Moses said, these Egyptians that you see today, you will see no longer. They were at the face of the Red Sea, ready to cross. And Moses made this wonderful declaration and preaching in front of the people, saying, people, don't fear, don't fear, because the Egyptians were gaining ground trying to get the children of Israel back to enslave them or to kill them. Moses, in front of the people, stood up like a big head honcho and said, these Egyptians that you see today, tomorrow you will see no more. And then Moses, in the next breath, ran away from the people and ran to God and cried to God, Lord, what do I do? Listen to this. Your greatest enemy is never in public. Your greatest enemy is your private battle. Verse 15 says, Moses was complaining to God, crying to God, crying. You can never speak boldly if you're crying. So the Lord said to Moses in the very next breath, after Moses just got done grandstanding in front of the people, he ran crying to God and God said, why cry to me? Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they may go forward. He said, stop crying and speak. Well, I'm not like you, preacher. I, I still got all my fervor and my strength. Oh, really? Why have you stopped speaking then? You recognize the condition of your faith when you stop speaking things into existence. When you stop declaring what you haven't seen before. When you stop declaring the hope of God. When you stop declaring, amen, and calling things that are not as though they were. When you stop speaking into your future, it's because you have been held by fear. And you're not speaking, you're crying. You can't speak when you cry. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop being a cry baby. <laughs> and call him a name, say cry baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. They upset with you, but it's all good. Because God wants us to speak. Amen. Fear makes you cry. Faith makes you speak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore, why are you crying unto me? Speaking to the children of Israel. Speaking to them that they may go forward. You just gave this wonderful dissertation of how the Egyptians that they see today, tomorrow they will see no more. But you never gave a commandment to move forward. All you did was grandstand and sound good. But you never gave direction. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the devil doesn't care how much you speak. He cares when you speak direction.
He doesn't care how good you sound when you do it. He doesn't care about you falling out in church. He doesn't care about you shouting in church, getting your praise on. He doesn't care about that. He care about when you speak to your future. Can I go there? Someone say, go Holy Spirit. Amen. When you begin to speak contrary to your issue, that's when the devil becomes fearful. When you begin to speak, amen, contrary to what you're going through, that's when the enemy becomes fearful. Amen, someone. I'm going to show you something that's so amazing. Amen. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, go to verse 22. The Bible says, and the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. So if Moses had never gave the commandment or spoke to move forward, everyone would have died. But the Bible says, and the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea upon dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left hand. I want to show you something. This thing blessed me. Psalms 114.3. This is amazing. The sea saw it. What did the sea saw? See, what did the sea see? Look at that. What did the sea see? What did the sea see? The sea saw the children of Israel moving forward. The sea of Jordan saw the people moving forward with the prophet leading the helm. And when the sea saw it, it saw them moving forward and the sea fled. The Jordan was driven back. Every step that you take in God, your obstacle will move back. I don't know who I'm preaching to. The sea saw it. That thing tore me up this morning. The Lord spoke to me. He said, son, you're not moving forward fast enough. Amen. If obstacles are staying too long, it's because you're not moving forward fast enough. When the sea saw it, the sea saw it and fled. And the Jordan was driven back. Do you? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The sea ran from their progress. The sea gave way. Mm, mm, mm. Throw your hands up and tell the Lord, thank you for making everything clear. Thank the Lord for, thank you Lord for wake, making my way clear. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's a powerful thing. Amen. Someone that took place. Amen. That when the sea saw it. Amen. Based the sea, the Jordan saw progress. The Jordan saw faith. Faith in action. The Jordan was the obstacle. Listen to this. Oh my goodness. Someone say, go Holy Spirit. The Jordan River, the Jordan Sea, did not want to be blamed for stopping God's people from moving forward. So the Jordan said, not me. Who can stand in the progress of God? When you are moving forward, you are being, amen, you have been ordained to make progress. So who can stand in your way when you've been ordained for progress? So the sea did not want to be blamed by God for hindering their flow. So when the sea saw it, say, here they come and moved out of the way. When God told Moses, go and speak and tell the people to move forward. When Moses stretched forth his staff, then the Lord commanded the winds and these winds to blow the sea back all night long. It was only until Moses gave the command to move forward. And you have to be able to speak boldly 
Stop waiting for the issue to change. It will change when you speak. Amen, amen someone. The issue is waiting for you to speak to it. Amen. Amen someone. When the Jordan saw it. What did they see? Saw the children of Israel moving forward. It got out of the way. And was driven back. That's some heavy stuff right there. So every issue that has remained too long is because we stopped moving forward. Mm-hmm. Amen, someone. Someone say, go Holy Spirit. So we must, amen, thank you, baby. We must speak differently. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. I'm going to show you something. This is amazing. Then I'm going to get out of your hair with two more scriptures. Amen. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking what? Speaking cowardly? Speaking boldly. In who? You're not boasting of yourself. You're not speaking about well, what you have or what you got. Amen. Speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave what? Testimony. testimony. Speaking boldly of the Lord gives testimony. Tell your neighbor, tell them, put it on God. Amen. Take the weight off of you and put it on God. Put it on God, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace. And watch this now as a result. What did God do? He granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. It started with being the contradiction to fear, speaking boldly. That's where it started. It started with speaking boldly. Sometimes you got to speak boldly and close your eyes. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes the more I look at it, the more depressed I get. Sometimes close your eyes and speak boldly. Lord, I know that this is not the marriage that you ordained for me <laughs> and you got to speak amen i have married a man of god i have married a woman of god my household is intact my family is intact we are not broken we are not bruised we are not defeated i am not depressed sometimes you got to shut your eyes and still speak the word of god speak boldly in the lord i'm blessed i'm healed i'm delivered i'm prosperous even my posterity is blessed amen not just me but my children's children is blessed sometimes you got to speak you hang up the phone from something that's upsetting and you speak immediately into the atmosphere that will not be my portion I, am i preaching to someone which gave testimony unto the word of his grace mm. watch this you're gonna love this which spoke or gave testimony to the word of his grace and then he granted signs and wonders to be done. Watch this crystal. By their hands. Signs and wonders are done by the hands of those that speak boldly. <laughs> Some of you don't realize, but your hands is connected to your mouth. Your hands cannot do anything until your mouth speak it into existence. Throw your hands up. In every hand here, I speak multiplication. 
and every hand in this place I speak miracles I speak signs and wonders into every hand in this place I speak a special grace in your hands where you failed yesterday you will have success in today where you've been bound yesterday you will have victory today I speak multiplication the spirit of multiplication in your hands like never think never before what you touch shall be blessed amen someone what you cast down will be cast down what you lift up will be lifted up what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ someone shout hallelujah because what you speak is connected to your mind and when you speak it your hands will follow throw your hands up I don't know what you want to say to God but he is speaking right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus which gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by someone else's hands done by the preacher's hands done by their hands the ones who spoke now was granted grace to do what they spoke (laughs) see if you don't speak the angels won't have anything to do if you speak about your issue without a contradiction your issue has permission to remain I meant someone but we have to speak about our issue or speak to our issue in contrast through the word because the word is the world's ultimate contradiction watch this to be done by their hand someone say, if you want more someone say go Holy Spirit Luke chapter 21 this is amazing this is some heavy stuff anybody love the word throw your hands up and say I love the word Luke chapter 21 I love the baby that's with me Luke chapter 21 verse 15 says something and this is Jesus talking he says in his word for I will give you a mouth I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries should not be able to gainsay nor resist the only reason why the devil has gained ground is because you stopped speaking And when you speak, God will give you the wisdom necessary to speak what's in existence to abort the direction of the devil. He said, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay. In other words, the end, your enemies can't even refute it. All they have to do or can do is obey it. They can't even resist it. But it takes us to gear ourselves up in faith to speak boldly. Amen, someone. Remember, boldly speaking in God's word is always, every single time, a contrast to your life. God's word is the ultimate contradiction. And until we learn that, we will be speaking in congruency with the issue. We must speak against what we're dealing with. <laughs> For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. If you love the word, throw your hands up and say, Lord, I love the word. Amen, someone. Amen. That boldness is so important. We must learn to speak and not doubt. Because once fear set in, automatically your mouth of faith shuts down. 
and you begin to agree with the issue with your mouth. When you agree with the circumstance with your mouth, you give the circumstance permission to remain and take its time or take its toll. Mm -hmm. Look at this. You can't even go to God in prayer begging. He resists the beggarly prayer. He does not hear the beggarly prayer. The only beggarly prayer that he will hear is the one for salvation. That's the only begging prayer he hears. Turn with me very quickly. They don't believe me. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Look, they don't believe me. Listen. For, amen, amen. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I'm almost there in Spanish, but I'm not there yet. Amen. Almost. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. I'll read it. Amen. Amen. You, you gave me too much credit on that one. Amen. Amen. So, Hebrews chapter 4, that's good. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So hold on now, hold up. Even in your time of need, you still must be bold. Did you hear that? Listen. Let us therefore come boldly unto the Lord, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and grace to find the grace in our time of need. So even in our time of need, a time of desperation, a time of urgency, you still cannot squat like you are someone that don't deserve the grace of God. We still, even in our time of need and urgency, you still can't, can I say it the way I heard it? You still can't squat like a sucker. You already know. I'm sorry, the South Philly came out. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time or our time of need. So even in our prayer, our prayer life, we still must be bold. Because God doesn't want you to come into him rehearsing the issue in his ears. He already knows. Amen. God wants you also to give him back his word. Lord, your word says you will supply all my needs according to your riches and your glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, you said you'll make me the head and not the tail. Lord, you said by your stripes I made heal, even though the doctors say I'm sick. Lord, you said whose report will you believe? Lord, you said. That's boldly. That's boldly. Lord, you said you'll save my entire household, even though Ray Ray is getting high. Lord, you said. Lord, you said that's being able to boldly go before the throne of grace and pray those things into existence. Amen, someone. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this brings us back to Joshua chapter 14, verse 11. Amen. Joshua, and I love this, and then I prayed and I asked the Lord, Lord, restore my boldness. <laughs> because after a while, issues will wear you out or wear you down. And you stop speaking boldly. But Joshua said, as an 85-year-old man, as yet am I strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. 
as my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out or to come in. I want to end my life as an old man with that scripture. To have been faithful over what God has given me to do. And to have enough faith to change environments. To change lives. To change issues. To change situations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Joshua said that for a reason. And I've read that several times. And it never jumped out at me until this time. So I know I'm not the only one here that need this message. But he said, as my strength was then, so was my strength now. Mm, mm, mm. As my strength was then, to what? To tread on serpents and on scorpions. So is my strength now to do the same thing. And the devil knows when you're tired. Because now he knows you're enabled, you have uh, not been able to tread on serpents and scorpions like you used to. So now they just stand in your way and dare you to move forward. When ultimately these devils are afraid of progress. Your progress. Stop being afraid of your haters. Your haters are hating because you are moving forward. Because the, the bottom line is a hater is a lifelong hater until they're delivered. If you stop moving, they're going to still talk about you. They're going to talk about you because you stopped moving. You may as well give them something good to talk about. You may as well move forward. Amen, someone. So that that way, at least, they can talk about you and you're not in the same place you used to be in. <laughs> if your hater is talking about you and you're still in the same place, from the same place years ago, amen, then you're losing. They should be able to say, oh, he think he all of that. Yeah, because he moved forward. She thinks she all of that. Yeah, because she moved on. Ain't just the same. He ain't do nothing. She didn't do anything with her life. You gave them something that they can talk about that's true. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Joshua says something that was so amazing again, and then we're done. He says, so is my strength now, 85-year-old man, for war both to go out and to come in. Mm, mm, mm. I, I love that because that thing dealt with me because the longer we stay in God the more strategy we should have but many of us the longer we stay in God the, the less deliberate we become and we become more caterers as opposed to administrators true prophets of old they spoke what God said, and it's up to you to believe it or not. But now we've become weakened because of propaganda, because of the world and a satanic system. Now we proclaim things to see who bites it and who doesn't. And we try to help the people that have bit it so that that way they can make us feel better about what we had to say for God. But I don't know about you. In order for Joshua to be strong at 85, apparently between 45 and 85, he stopped caring what people thought about him. Lord dealt with me. He said, in order for you 
to maintain and to regain strength to proclaim the word of God boldly, you have to stop caring about what people think about you. This is how Joshua sustained himself because he stopped caring what people thought. <laughs> you exert strength trying to please people. Paul said, for I am not a pleaser of man, for how can I please God? For I am a pleaser of the Lord, therefore I cannot be a pleaser of man. That's how you preserve your strength. By pleasing God and not pleasing fickle people. People that will set you up today when they like you and then rip you down tomorrow when they don't like you. You wasted strength. You wasted strength. Instead of doing what was important, pleasing God. Pleasing God. Amen, someone. So fear is the ultimate enemy of progress. Sometimes there's fear associated with walking alone. Sometimes there's fear associated with removing bad influences from your life because, you know, you, you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be by yourself. Amen. Sometimes fear is associated, amen, with making a good choice. But the devil is a liar. By the power of Jesus Christ, everyone here under the sound of my voice, you will make good choices today. You will make drastic, godly decisions today by the power of Jesus Christ. Throw your hands up and let's give God praise in this place. Amen, someone. Let's give the Lord praise in this place. Hallelujah. We thank God what the Lord is doing. We thank God what the Lord is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Lord has instructed me today, amen, to pray for all those that need that boldness back in their life. That the Holy Spirit will be activated in your life with your permission, with you yielding to him, that he will now give you the boldness that you need to proclaim the word of God for a testimony of his grace and he will give you signs and wonders in your hands. Saints of God, I'm so excited for this great opportunity to share with you all right now. And I tell you, I know that the Lord is blessing and moving by his spirit all over this wonderful world while this broadcast is on. We want you to partner with us as we advance God's kingdom all for his glory. Well, until next time, I want you to know that the Lord loves you Again, this has been Warren Martin Ministries, and I thank God for you watching and tuning in. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.